stuff. And welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity, Holden. Hello. Now, here on Funny Stuff, we look at a different comedy special each week and talk about it. But before we do that... Griffin, what is your current hyperfixation? Oh, boy. Batman. (laughs) You have been trying to get me to see the new Batman movie for a while. Yes. And... I wanted you to see it before it left theaters, and... I kept trying, like, I tried, like, three or four weeks in a row, and uh, it wasn't working, and then... We should also clarify, Holden works in a movie theater. Yeah, I I work in a movie theater. You're going to hear us say that a lot. But I I tried to get you to go, and it just, every time I asked, it just wasn't working out. Like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and then, like, any time that you would have, any, like, night that you would have free, I would be working. Right. Um, But we finally, I finally was able to get griffin to come and see batman and it was worth the wait so this is something that we discussed or you told me before i saw the movie but i really really agreed with is that the movie is not as good as the dark knight no my hot take on batman 2022 the batman yeah is dark knight is a better movie Mm -hmm. but robert pattinson is a much better batman than christian bale I agree, and I was saying this right after we saw it. The only problem I had with Robert Pattinson's Batman is the fucking haircut they gave him. Like, he did not... <laughs> it's weird. I think that... Okay, here's here's something fucked up I'm about to say. Robert Pattinson is a great Batman. I don't think he's a very good Bruce Wayne. I don't know. Maybe That's it's a funny sentence, and I, I don't want to say I agree or disagree. Because, like, mild spoilers... He doesn't spend a whole lot of time as Bruce Wayne in the movie. He doesn't. He's most most of the time when he's on screen, he's doing Batman. He's Batman, or he's doing Batman shit. And he, but the thing is, he's a really good Batman, right? Up there with Kevin Conroy and Michael Keaton, if not better than well, maybe not better than Conroy because Conroy's just been playing Batman in like fucking everything yeah, animated. Con- Conroy is a it's it's different because like it's a vo- it's also it's vo- a voice vocal. role where like. For Robert Pattinson, like, that's mostly him. You know, there's camera work. And a lot of people make things happen in movies. But, like, Conroy is only supplying the voice. Mm -hmm. And he does a fucking kick-ass job as the voice of Batman. Because he's been playing him for so goddamn long. Oh, yeah. But for those of you who don't know, uh, Kevin Conroy is Batman in the Arkham video game series and the Batman animated series. If you throw a pen at a wall of animated Batman, you're likely going to hit him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he he was Batman in the same series that Mark Hamill first started playing the Joker. So, like, they're two of the best in those roles just because they've been playing them for so fucking long. Oh, yeah. But Batman 2022 was really fucking good. It was really worth the wait. Yeah, it was long, but, like... I stand by that I don't think it felt like three hours. It didn't. That's the thing. It didn't drag. Because, like, another... like. There are two three-hour movies I can think of other than the Batman that, like, really feel like three hours. Mm -hmm. So you have The Wolf of Wall Street, which feels like three hours, but for me, that's, like, a fun three hours. I know that there's a lot with that movie, but, like, it's entertaining. Fucking fuck Jordan Belfort, though. He's a piece of shit. And then, like, The Irishman 
is like a three and a half hour long movie. It took me like six months to finish that movie. <laughs> like you might as well have split it up into a couple of episodes, like half hour long episodes. Cause holy fuck, that movie is long. Is it a spoiler to say that Paul Dano is in the movie? No, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that he's in the movie. Okay. Because I don't want to, I won't spoil who he is, but he is acting his ass off. Paul Dano is an incredibly gifted actor. He is so very, very good at playing characters that are losing their shit. And he is just off his goddamn rocker in this movie. He's fucking great. Zoe Kravitz. I, oh, I remember Zoe Kravitz. I remember seeing like a tweet or something that said, a uh, quick caption review of Batman. When I watched it in the movie theater, three women behind me audibly gasped when uh, Robert, not Robert Pattinson, when Zoe Kravitz came on screen. And you know what? I get it. Dude, she's so pretty. But what were they doing trying to do any give her anything but short hair? Like she had they had her wear long like a long wig. Yeah, they had her I think that was just I don't know. They just had her wear a bunch of different wigs and she looked best with the short hair. So uh with that being done, let's get into the specials. So this week we watched Richard Pryor live in concert. Yes, we did. I thought it would be fitting to do our first episode on the person who was considered the greatest stand-up comic of all time. I did not know that consideration. I will say I didn't know enough Richard Pryor, and I'm very happy we sat down and watched this. Me too. Uh, this is the first Richard Pryor that I really that I can remember, at least really sitting down and listening to. Um, but he is considered the greatest and most influential stand-up comedian of all time. He is one. He won a uh, primetime Emmy, five Grammys, and the first Kennedy Center Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Uh, he won the Writers Guild of America Award in 1974. He was included at number one of Comedy Central's All Time's Greatest Stand-Ups, and Rolling Stone ranked him number one on their list of 50 best stand-ups, stand-up comics in 2017. Uh, this is his, his fourth filmed special. The other two, the other three were released in 1971, 1974, 1975. Oh no, it's a sixth. Uh, cause there was another one in 1976 and this one was released in 1979. Some of them I cannot say because they have the N word in their titles. <laughs> so if we ever get around to covering those, it's going to be a little bit hard but it's uh his his sixth stand up like filmed concert special but he had a bunch of he had 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 21 albums dude that's like some him, of the him and carlin are like the two that that just did not stop with their specials like Carlin had like fourteen film specials. I don't know how many albums he actually had. How many did? How many filmed ones did Richard actually have? Six, seven, eight. He had eight filmed ones and fourteen recorded. And some some of them are like he yeah album like recordings. Double, yeah, there's double ups of the such. of the concert specials. This was the first Richard Pryor that we really both watched, and it was fucking amazing. Actually, yeah, it was really really funny all the way through it's very simple stand-up comedy like and that's like a good thing i don't mean that in any in any negative way um it's it's not like a bunch of separate bits like there are separate bits but he easily goes into each one and like harps on them and is able to flow into other bits very easily yeah that was something i noticed that you know when you look at a comedian like say 
John Mulaney, there are very clear transitions. Like I am talking about this thing and now I am talking and that's done. And now I am talking about this thing. He has a, a very, a very recognizable flow. And I think that's part of why he's so appealing. Uh, John Mulaney does. Richard Pryor, and I think this is a bit more of him being, you know, a, a, a black comedian in the 70s, or this was more the style. It is very like, I'm talking about this, and before you know it, I'm talking about something else. And then I'm talking about something else, and I'm doing a little callback to what I was just talking about, but I'm talking about a whole different topic now. Yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It was just so, it was so quick. It's about like an hour 20. It's like an hour 18. It did not feel like an hour 18. No, it did not. Um, he's nonstop. It is funny to watch him get sweatier and sweatier throughout <laughs> the special because he comes out and like the outfit he's wearing as well is like iconic 70s. And like I would wear an outfit like that today. I don't know if I could pull it off, but he has like like these gold shoes and then he has like bell bottom black slacks and then like this like really shiny uh, red button up. And, like, he comes out and he looks fine. And then as the show goes on, you like, at one point you see he's got, like, some pit stains happening. And then, like, he's just, just, it looks like someone hit him with a, with a couple water balloons by the end of the, end of the special. And it's very funny to watch that happen. So I know one of your, uh, right before we watched this special, you looked at me and you said, I'm worried about watching this. And I asked you why. And it's because you said you were worried that a lot of his stuff didn't age well because you have someone like Eddie Murphy who opened up which one of his specials? I believe it was Raw. I yeah, could be mistaken. I saw that there was like an older Eddie Murphy stand-up special, and I was like, oh, that'll be funny. I, I should watch that. You know, I, I've seen a couple bits from it, and I thought it was funny. And then he just opens it and up then, with a slur. Yeah, he opens it up with uh, with a slur, and it's, you know, it made me... Uh, an anti-gay slur. Yeah, specifically. Uh, but I thought that a lot of it held up even though it was a very different style to what we have con- like with contemporary comedians. Oh yeah, there's like, a definite like difference you can see between like a modern comedian like a Hannibal Burris versus like Richard Pryor. And like there was some stuff that wasn't cool in there. Yeah, he has this whole section where he or th- this guy actually calls out in the audience. Uh, he says, "Rank on the Mexicans," and Richard Pryor kind of grills him for that. But then he goes into kind of some racist stuff about Chinese people. Yeah, um, and that was it. Was a little hard to watch. It's mostly just perpetuating stereotypes of Chinese people as opposed to like like which is racist but it's it's not like the full flat like he doesn't use. i don't think i heard him say it unless i blocked it out he doesn't use any anti-asian slurs which is like pretty bare minimum but hey you know he's just kind of like talking about like and he talks about like he heard a a dude stuttering in chinese and like that felt like a little ableist as well yeah among uh racist but other than that, there was nothing particularly offensive about, like, really offensive to modern ears. Because, I mean, he was very much a comedian on the edge in his time. Oh, yeah. He I was mean, he was one of the most provocative uh, and, honest to God, funniest. Like, my cheeks hurt. Yeah, I was laughing. I was laughing. smiling and laughing so much in this. I was laughing this. a lot. I was smiling a lot. Um, <laughs> it is crazy to think, like, how, you know, like, the edgy kind of side of comedy that he's on because... You know, you said his first thing came out in 71. His first rec- his first concert film recording was in 1971. His first 
album was in 1968, but he had been active since 1963. Like, that's, like, 1963, that's almost 60 years. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. And uh, I, I don't know how, how if you know this, but he actually co-wrote Blazing Saddles. I did not know that. He co-wrote, he was supposed to play, supposed to play Bart. But I think it's because I think between his stand-up material and his and some stuff that was going on in his personal life, because he's he had a crazy personal life. He did a lot of drugs. Richard Pryor has a very interesting life. And I think that's, you know, part of why he's so compelling on stage. Because he's like he he even opens up the entire set by like, I should be really careful with what I say after all the shit I've done this year. <laughs> uh, and he opens up talking about how his like he got into an altercation with his wife, and he like shot his he shot his car up to like keep her from leaving because yeah, he was drunk. Yeah, which I will say is like insane. But the way he talks about that bit is pretty fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I mean, he also had that whole bit like there's this thing where he basically lit himself on fire and ran down the street, uh, and he joked about that. Yeah, in a cocaine in like a cocaine fueled bender, he ended up. Let, catching on fire and he ran down the street until like cops like tackled him and put him out and then he was brought to, to the hospital and then to like jail for a couple days that's insane uh yeah richard Pryor is a fucking crazy person absolute mad lad he's also uh jury is a little bit out on it but he may or may not have been bisexual mm. yeah uh he had said quote i have sucked a dick <laughs> those those were the words out of his mouth uh, it was also either rumored or speculated or known at some point that he did have a sexual relationship with Marlon Brando. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, Richard Pryor, bicon, apparently. I, I'm for it. Uh, so, next on the docket, I would like to talk about our favorite and least favorite bits from this special. But before that, let's go into the ad break. Let's take an ad break real quick. Here's ads. And then I said... I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hey gang, Griffin here. Are you interested in two absolutely unhinged motherfuckers delving the deep, dark depths of what Reddit has to offer? Looking for the craziest, weirdest, most ridiculous stuff they can find and cracking jokes all the way? Then you'll probably love Lend Me Your Rears. Join hosts Casey and Alex as they gaze into Reddit's abyss and laugh all the way through their descent into madness. Lend Me Your Rears. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. ba ba da ad's done! And we're back! Thank you for those uh, products and services. Thanks for the money. Thank you for the money. Uh, so, Holden, what would you say was your favorite bit from the special? I think I know what you're going to say because it might have been mine too. Can but... we start with least favorite? Because okay. I need a little... Because ugh, dude, you need a little time? I need a little time to think of what is actually my favorite. So, aside from the obvious anti-Asian racism, what was your least favorite bit? I mean, other than that, that was really the only one that I didn't like. 
and that one was just because it was like it just wasn't really funny. Yeah, uh, I think the laughs that he was going for all just came from it being racist, and that's just weak. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know saying it's okay or excusing it, but it was seventy nine, so that stuff was kind of common. Yeah, um, you know the civil rights movement was about fifteen years. Yeah, like beforehand, like Richard Pryor's career started before like started around the civil rights movement and like like you said 63 he's been active so, yes he's yeah. been doing stuff since 60 he, or he did stuff since 63 he passed away in 2005 right like he was born in the 40s mm-hmm. so he he saw that shit change and like we've got like from 19 like in the past like 100 years we've had a lot of changes and like we still got work to do but you know it's it's 50 years ago 40 years ago is way different from now. Mm -hmm. That's just pretty standard stuff. But yeah, I can't really say I have a least favorite bit other than that one. I think I might have to agree. Yeah, because obviously that doesn't sit well with me at all. And like just straight up. And it's just not funny. It's not cool. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I want I wanted to say other than that because I wanted to maybe explore something else beside that because that's so obvious but i also at the same time can't really think of a bit i liked i really disliked other than that because i laughed at every other bit yeah like some labs were bigger some were smaller but like so yeah i think i agree i think that was my least favorite bit um because everything else was really was either pretty or really fucking funny uh what about your favorite bit i think i'm gonna have to say my favorite bit is when he's talking about having a heart attack. Okay. It, I just think it's really, really funny because Richard Pryor, ultimately he died of a heart attack in 2005. Five. But he had a heart attack before. He had a heart attack before live in concert. I think he had, a, I think he's had, he had several heart attacks. Let me look that up. I was, look, I was looking at it earlier. But it seems uh, plausible. Marriages. He, he was married seven times. He was married... He has seven kids. Uh, he was married seven times to five women. He has <laughs> he has seven children with six different women. I believe uh, one of his daughters is a is a stand up comedian or was doing stand up as well. Rain Pryor, maybe. Yes, American accent actress and comedian. Yeah, sexuality, substance abuse, <laughs> health problem. Okay, he had his first heart attack in seventy seven, uh, for after many years of heavy smoking and drinking. Yeah, a lot of people think it's food that'll hit you with the heart attacks, but, like, <laughs> the shit that really gets you when you're younger is, like, heart conditions, but then also, like, smoking and drinking, that's that's the real that's the real shit. It takes a long time to eat your way to a heart attack. Yeah, he actually didn't have another heart attack until 1990, uh, and then went underwent triple bypass, tri- triple heart bypass surgery in 91. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Richard Pryor had some real health issues, because partly because of all the drugs I mean, and alcohol and tobacco he, he used. He's he's had a, a very fucking interesting life. Like, ju- if you just look into his life, it's, it's a super interesting story. And I think that's part of probably why he's so funny, is that he's had a lot of, like... Uh, adversity and a lot of issues in his life but yeah so when he's talking about having a heart attack it's really funny he like opens it he's like uh once you have one heart attack every time you feel a little pain in your chest you're like oh is it is it happen again and he does a he does a thing in all of his bits that i really enjoy is he does like personification mm-hmm. like he gives a, like a literal voice to his dogs or like his car he gave a voice to when he's talking about shooting his car and destroying it uh he he 
he gave his heart of a voice. It's all very, very funny. Like he was like, uh, your heart gets really mad at you. And then when you reach out to God, like, God, please save me. Like, like your it, heart gets mad that you were trying to go <laughs> and get help from God. So it gets worse for you. And then he, he goes into that bit from, um, he talked, he's talking about how like paramedics and, and EMTs are, are really good at their jobs and are really useful and he's like you know they say that civilians can save a life too with like mouth-to-mouth resuscitation which these days is an already outdated practice Mm -hmm. we don't do mouth-to-mouth like cpr is way different and he's talking about how like i don't think i like if i saw a dude who needed mouth-to-mouth resuscitation he had like slobber and shit on his face i would i would bend down over and be like yeah you're fucked bro (laughs) (laughs) unless you get someone to come over here and wipe that shit off your face uh, you're fucked yeah i that that is definitely a contender for my favorite bit it was very funny because like i almost forgot how funny it was and then i started thinking about how you know he did the whole bit about the heart attack where it was like his heart grabbed him from behind in a chokehold and it was like right uh, and like stop you you don't want to you don't want to breathe you don't want to (laughs) breathe it's like all right i won't breathe i won't breathe my favorite bit was probably when he was talking about his dad's death Mm. so love a good dead dad joke (laughs) so he According to him, I don't know how true this is, but his dad died uh, while having sex. It's such a good. It's such a good bit. It definitely. I have to give it to this bit because it had the line that made me laugh the most, and that was he was talking about the woman that his father was having sex with uh, when she died. Like, obviously, she's still fucked up about that because that's a horrible tragedy. Yeah, it's a super traumatic thing to have. It's a it's a crazy traumatic thing. And she goes up to him and she's like, "Rich, I'm so sorry. I killed your dad." And he says something like. He died. He came as he went. We call he, we call that recycling. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the, recycling. Line, the line uh, he came and went at the same time was so fucking funny to me. <laughs> Just absolutely fucking killed me. <laughs> but the when he said that's called recycling, that had tears in my eyes. Oh yeah, I did feel a little nauseous afterwards. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> That was, oh my god, I fucking, I almost pissed my fucking pants. I've, I don't remember the last time I heard someone say something that fucking funny that just absolutely took me the fuck out like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was so unfucking believable I loved it so much. So, Griffin, out of four simultaneous heart attacks, <laughs> what do you give Richard Pryor live in concert? Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half I'm, I'm, out of four. I think uh, I'm going to agree with that. I, I think it would be pretty perfect if not for the anti-Asian the, racism. The racist shit. Yeah, it would it would be nearly perfect. But I, I can't in good conscience say it's a perfect special. But yeah. that, no, I have to, if, if we're, you know, I can't rate it perfect when it has just straight straight racism in it. Yeah, if that wasn't in there, if that bit was just like entirely gone, I would probably give it a perfect score. Which is, you know, I mean, it's a little you ironic. To ta- you have to take it from the whole the whole perspective yeah. of the of the piece. Um, and just because it was forty three years ago, that doesn't make it okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a different time. But I mean, Richard Pryor was also someone who was pushing good boundaries, like the boundaries that should have been pushed, especially when it came to racism and race relation and joking about that stuff. So it's really actually kind of disappointing. At least he has that reputation. Yeah. So it's really disappointing to just see him do a couple of minutes of just straight up 
anti-Asian racist jokes. Yeah. But, again, other than that, I think this special is really, really funny. If that turn, if that completely turns you off of this special, I understand. Yeah, same. But if you do watch it and you simply want... And, but I think what you should do is you should watch this special, but skip it. Skip that part. And it's it's a part that starts when he said... When the guy calls out, uh, you need to rank on the Mexicans or something like that. Which, like, that sent... Like, also, Richard Pryor, the way he deals with hecklers is always so fucking funny. Like, another point in the special... He uh, a, a woman yells out and he's like, what would you say? And then every time she repeats herself, another like someone else yells, too. So he can't hear it. And he's like, get yourself a spokesman. Holy shit. Um, Shut up. I'm talking to her. Yeah. And then like at one point, a dude yells out and the woman yells out and he tells the dude to shut the fuck up and then asks her to say it again. And then he finally gets to hear what she said. And like, it's funny to hear him like clown on people because even the guy who was like rank all the rank, the Mexicans, which that sentence doesn't make fucking sense to me. I don't know what he was going for other than like make fun of them. Um, It's really funny for him to be like, shut up. You're an idiot. I'm going to make fun of you. But any clip you ever see of Richard Pryor dealing with a heckler is fucking hilarious. That brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go, so Holden, what's the funniest thing you've seen this week? Funniest thing I've seen all week is a pair of Crocs with uh, ice skates attached to the bottom of them. Oh my fucking god! And then a video of uh, of the person who made them. I'm assuming uh, just skating on a frozen lake with them. <laughs> I love Crocs. I think Crocs are hilarious. Uh, I don't own any pairs of Crocs because if I were to wear a pair of Crocs, I feel like I would look like a real idiot real fast. But I've seen so many. So a lot of people around my age and around our age, like 18 to like 24 four to like 26 even are uh, a lot of them are wearing crocs and i don't understand it like i thought that was one of those things that we collectively as as a society had said we're not going to wear those anymore and if anyone wears them they're a fucking loser like mullets <laughs> mullets are back too and like f- like i thought in like the early 2000s like late 90s everyone decided people who wear mullets are fucking idiots we're gonna make fun of them the people who consistently wore mullets outlived all the people who were consistently making fun of mullets. Like they just kept waking up every day and thought I look great. And the people kept making fun of them. And then those people were like, I'm done making fun of this person. And then that person still woke up every day and said, I look great. And that's beautiful to me. I don't understand it, but it's beautiful. And I guess the same goes with Crocs. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Really, we hope you enjoyed yourself, and we hope that you laughed along with us if you didn't laugh at us. If you ever want to reach out with any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, or recommendations, you can email us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at podfunnystuff with a capital P and a capital F. And you can find me personally at uh, Griffin Paul H, which is capital G, capital P, and capital H. Uh, where can they find you, Holden? They can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy, Donut underscore Daddy. Do is spelled D O U G H, the old English way of spelling. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next week, we will be back with Adam Sandler's special, 100% Fresh, which you can find on Netflix. Uh, Once again, thank you so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.